0: Well, I almost did it again. Hey, look. look who it
1: is. what did look you do?
0: I almost started the show without going live, and you and I would have been talking to nobody
1: much much like it probably actually is, you know I mean
0: <laughs> true, yeah, that's true.
1: Um you I'll know we're mom. only we're only doing this video stuff so Mom can see us and that we can see each other. That's true. you know, or this isn't for. This isn't for other people. That's true. It certainly isn't for the podcast listeners of which there are legion, we I am did. told. Yeah, it's getting, it's, we're growing. Huge numbers coming in, that's fantastic. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's great. Um, You you must be keeping all the money
1: we're making because we, you know. I'm putting it right back in the show.
0: Oh, okay, right. It's good production values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I, I see. I see. It's lovely. Um, I, I spent $52,000 on that uh, Charles Chaplin, the kid poster behind. I me.
1: would believe it. Yeah. No, I, I would understand. believe it. You have a it's very awesome. swank looking place. What can I say? It's much nicer. I mean, I have, I'm just like in a cubby hole.
0: This is i uh, I'm house sitting for my department chair. So, well, he has a nice place Yeah, or
1: she has a nice place. I, I, it's, it's nice. Lovely.
0: It's quite lovely. I'm going to have a sip of this. You, what kind you of beer are you? What is that?
1: Why don't you be an influencer and tell everybody what kind of beer you're you're drinking?
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, this is Sierra Nevada Dankful. Dankful IPA.
1: Is that a new a new uh, I th- name I think for a new beer? is it
0: I think Dankful is a new release of theirs. Okay. It's a danky danky IPA. And it's it's pretty good. It's refreshing.
1: Water, having some water.
0: Wow. Well, you know what WC Fields said about that.
1: So. Yep, I, but, do. Um, I do. How was your week? Uh, it's been the same. I, I'm just I'm an editing uh, machine, and I sit here and I edit right where you see me. I haven't moved all day. I've been doing various <laughs> things in front of this same computer all day long. I have no. A discernible life outside oh, wow. of the d- digital existence. Now it's terrible. Wow. wow. Um, it'd be like
0: Johnny Depp in that movie where he becomes part of the computer eventually.
1: Oh, transcendence or whatever. Yeah. What, yeah. yeah. Whatever. That was That was a great one. <laughs> oh boy. That was a good time. Yeah. yeah wild ride. Um, how about you yourself? Did you have a good week?
0: Had a good week, yeah. Um, you know, moving forward slowly on the booze business. Little things falling into place there. Uh, my own editing, which, as you know, is literary, not technical film stuff, but but novels. Uh, a lot of that um, finished a very interesting fantasy novel. Uh, work it, working on that, and um, and also uh, took some time to read a book by an author i had never read before and i i don't know why i have never read this guy's work and i am going to read more of it uh a gentleman by the name of donald hamilton
1: oh okay
0: who wrote uh about a character named matt helm i don't know if you've heard of that character
1: well i have now um And, uh, you know, what can I say? I think, uh, I think if I was going to read the book, I should have done it before seeing the film probably.
0: Yeah. Because to, to read this book and then watch this movie is like reading, um, uh, the once and future King, right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Which is a great, a great book. You read The Once in Future King, and then somebody says they uh they made a movie out of this. and you say, "Oh, great. I'd like to see th- this movie and and then you watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Um, it, it's like that's that is the difference between. The Matt Helm novels. Well and the movie The Silencers. I'm
1: gonna come to a screeching halt right away because if you're comparing this movie to anything that Monty Python did, well, no, 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 we're no, gonna no. get into a big we're gonna get into a raging fight.
0: No, no, no. I'm not comparing <laughs> I'm not compa- I'm not putting this in the same realm as that. I'm just yeah. talking about like- Can we say
1: like instead, can we say like something along the lines of like the seventh voyage of Sinbad <laughs> <Right>. or something? <laughs>
0: Or just like, well, I was trying to think of movies from actual books. So like the Bible, the life of Brian, right? There's a big difference between those two. I gotcha. Stories. I gotcha. Um, unrecognizable. Um,
1: so you're saying like, the, the, is, the, is the Matt Helm book or the books, they're they're serious? And they're not Very serious.
0: Not, they are not comedic at all. They are dry as a bone um in death of a citizen which is the first matt helm novel uh matt helm is a uh it takes place in 1960 he is a married uh fellow in santa fe new mexico with three children and a lovely wife and he leads a very sedate existence as a author writing western you know, not very good Western novels that earn him a decent living and articles for for nature magazines. And then is contacted by somebody he worked with during the war, during World War II, where he was part of a crack assassination unit that went behind enemy lines and took out Nazis who needed to be taken out. And after the war, he left all that behind and is living a nice little life. And he gets sucked back in unwillingly into that world.
1: Well, that couldn't be more different.
0: Oh, my God. And, and he is just a, a merciless, you know, this merciless person lives underneath this exterior that he's created for himself. And it comes back to life. So it's sort of, it's similar to a history of violence in a way, except instead of being, uh, having a history of organized crime, he had a history with a unit of undercover assassins.
1: I don't know how they get to, I don't know how they get to the silencers from there. I don't literally, know how you no, do it. It's like they said, can God. we buy your book and use the name? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, forgive me. I'm going to be right back. Uh, literally in a second. I'll be within earshot. I've been staring at the okay. screen all day. I need to put on some Dean Martin glasses, or I'm gonna. I can't okay.
0: make it. I'm. I'm gonna talk to the people right here. Um, you still to, here. You're I'm still. Fine. You're still here.
1: I gotta pick the right ones.
0: <clears throat> okay. Um. Directly. This reminds me of a time when I was doing a. I was doing yeah. a production of uh, A Thousand Clowns once. All on right. Thank
1: you. Forgive me. This just oh, had okay. to happen. Oh, that's so much better.
0: You know, I did a production of A Thousand Clowns once and I left one of the other actors alone on stage because somebody had forgotten to, to set my costume on stage that I needed to change into. Uh-huh. So I couldn't find it. And I looked at the other actor and said, I'll be right back and walked off stage.
1: As and- I recall, the other actor was a child. <laughs>
0: he's about 11 years he old. He's a
1: small he's child.
0: Still, yeah, he still has yeah. not recovered.
1: No, he's not working anymore. He hasn't worked as an actor <laughs> since. It the worst thing. That ever happened to him? <laughs> oh, that's so much better, and oh. I look so much, so much more ready to talk about the silencers.
0: The silencers, nineteen sixty-six, starring Dean Martin, Stella Stevens, Victor Buono. Yep, as Mickey Rooney. Um, yeah. yeah, Victor Buono as Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um. And, uh, who, who else? There's some, actually, there's some, Robert Weber,
1: Robert Weber, Sid Sharice, Sid Charisse, um, James Gregory, Gregory spectacular.
0: So happy every time I see him.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's just a, he's just a curmudgeon. He's the most curmudgeonly man. Yeah. The sourest, dourest, most disappointed man.
0: (laughs) Yes. So, um, so uh, the the silencers. Dean Martin plays a uh, a um, spy with a a group called, strangely ICE. He, he works for ICE, which is intelligence and counter espionage, and he's on uh, he's on leave. He wants to be on leave, and uh, but he gets pulled back in. Uh, to uh, save the world from uh, the evil Tung say played by Victor Buono, who has a plot to basically uh, commandeer a missile launch and blanket the United States in nuclear fallout. And that's our
1: story. And um, good night. Thank you, I'll show myself. How, how did you feel about yourself, having chosen this film <laughs> once you saw it? Did you feel good about yourself and about the choices that you'd made that brought you to this place?
0: <laughs> oh, well, here's, here's what I have to say. Um, I First of all, let's just acknowledge that everything about this movie is wrong in every possible way including mm. everything uh, morally uh, in terms of race, sexual relations, and ev- all of that. Uh, it represents the, the absolute worst of the 60s um, in, in that respect. I saw this movie when it came out at the age of six years old.
1: Oh, no. And no, no. at
0: the age of six, you know, I you think that's wow that's what being a real man
1: is right you couldn't wait you were like this is gonna be great i
0: want i want that bed that he has yeah like when i grow up that's what i want to happen to me yeah it didn't i don't know if you know this it, it actually didn't turn out that way for me my life bore no relation to his
1: life however you know i wouldn't know if you were a spy which I've often thought maybe you were because you I, have a very you. I would not clean cut kind of thing about you. I wouldn't, you wouldn't tell me, you might have that whole setup and not tell me and be like, Oh no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be sublet in this place for a while. And secretly you have, you know, you've got the, the bond layer somewhere. Yeah. You're the one
0: who goes, do, goes and does jobs and disappears and you can't tell anybody where you are for three days.
1: That was my old life. Oh, that's gotcha. it all in the past for me. I don't do that <laughs> stuff anymore, man. Oh, okay. Um, so,
0: but the thing that's amazing is that this book, Donald Hamilton, his prose is so dry, and and really, you know, it, it's bare bones, violent, um, gritty prose. And he wrote he wrote "Death of a Citizen," which was the first one, "The Silencers." Which somehow they say this movie is based on those two books. I I don't see how. I've only read Death of a Citizen, and then there's another twenty five Matt Helm novels.
1: He and wrote twenty five Matt Helm. He novels. wrote
0: twenty seven altogether. And you know me, <laughs> I'm now going to read all of them the way I read all of the Matt Scudder novels, the way I, uh, by by Lawrence Block, the way I read all of the uh, John D. McDonald Travis McGee novels, I'm now gonna burn through the Matt Helms. The books, not the movies, because there are three more Matt Helm
1: movies. Um, I'm, a, I'm sorry to say. there's the, the I don't know if it's the one after this or the one, two films later, but uh, it was celebrated in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. one of the sequels to this film right um and it's been in the was that why you chose this to watch
0: no i'm i'm not that smart or sophisticated or subtle oh okay i chose it because i my i was in my brain the six-year-old child a a huge impression was made on my six-year-old brain By the opening sequence which was much cooler to a six-year-old than it was to me now the opening sequence where he wakes up in bed and he presses the button and the wall opens and the bed slides oh that opening sequence because there's
1: another opening sequence which is three women strip teasing in the titles yes which clearly made no impression on you as as a kid well
0: judging from your
1: current personality traits
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. And then the other the other thing that I remember thinking was just so high tech and cool was the big shootout at the end in O headquarters. <laughs> the exploding buttons and the gun that, sh- if you press a button, the gun shoots backwards. All that stuff to a six-year-old was really cool super spy stuff. I, 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 I think at six years old, I wasn't able to differentiate between that and the Bond cool stuff, you know, the Aston Martin and and uh, the the shoes with the knives and uh, Get Smart's uh, shoe phone. All those things were just so slick to a
1: six-year-old. Right. Which, of course, was the target demographic here that we're talking about.
0: Well, except for the street strip tease stuff i'm hoping
1: And the constant like, drinking and smoking, smoking and and s- drinking sexual, and driving. Uh, uh, escapades
0: yeah and the drinking while driving
1: it's was... it's everything that you could do uh wrong you, they did
0: yeah so where Socially. where do you, you want to begin cuz i i feel like we should bring some order to our discussion of what was wrong with this movie rather than just scattershot
1: repartee what was wrong with this movie gosh um they made it yeah they made it they 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 <laughs> said yes uh well what's okay let's talk about what's amazing about it first which is that there is something really amazing about seeing uh uh a probably inebriated dean martin um <laughs> Like making a movie on a break from his Vegas jobs, you know, because playing Vegas at that time was, that's what it was all about. Like the Rat Pack was ruling Vegas in the, in the sixties, as you know. And so I was just thinking about what his life was like, like headlining in Vegas over the weekend and then jetting back to LA for, you know, on a red eye from after you know doing amphetamines with his friends to uh to shoot a couple of scenes and then try to cram some lines and just not really get him but not really care the whole you know the whole scene
0: Sense when you were watching this that he didn't really uh care and invest in um
1: look i like uh i like dean martin i think he's been great in a few movies but I've never I've never seen a lazier movie in general than this.
0: No, it was astoundingly lazy.
1: It, it it's just so lazy. I mean, I don't I don't mind ridiculous comedies, but I mean I think the thing I realized was that this was I this is what I thought the president president's analyst was gonna be. Me too. And was really surprised that it was not at all. This, uh, you know. Um, so I'd say, like, if you like this kind of thing, but want to see something with some smart, you know, some smarts see the president's analyst over this movie. I really honestly felt this was kind of a waste of my time. Like, this could have been a supercut. You could see a supercut of this movie, um, uh, in about 15-20 minutes and get all the fun moments and ridiculous stuff and get the plot and get everything, and then You'd get it, uh, but I mean, none of the gags worked to me. It just none of nothing was landing. Nothing was landing. It was it was kind of rough. Wow. Yeah. So, I I mean, I'm I wanted to have a fun, ridiculous time, and I don't want to be hard on it because I know that it's just a ridiculous. You know, they knew it was ridiculous, but they didn't. They didn't even it seems like they just were drunk and didn't get up in the morning and shoot. Like they just didn't care.
0: Yeah. And they didn't even do the ridiculous. Well, no, Um, I mean, even things like the moment in the car, when, when she turns on the radio and it's Frank Sinatra singing, come fly with me. And he says, change the channel. That guy's terrible. Yeah,
1: It could have been a good guy.
0: The channel and it's him. And he nods like, Oh, that guy's
1: pretty good. It didn't work. It didn't work, but it also is coming after the weirdest. Okay, it's got a few of the weirdest things I've ever seen. It's notably strange, this film. And one of the weird things in it is that um Dean Martin's songs, there's like six of them in this movie. Like he had there are there are just musical interludes where he'll you'll see him like in his apartment getting ready for his day, whatever, and there's a song playing. And it's a Dean Martin song and you're like with the words rewritten to fit the movie though. Oh, see. I, I didn't even know. Cause I'm yeah, not as they, big a Dino they fan. Rewrite
0: The words to things like, um, uh, it happened in, in Monaco a long time ago. Uh, it, they, uh, the, um, song, um, what I, what I have some of the songs written down song of the South, empty saddles in the old corral. The Last Roundup, If You Knew Susie,
1: and they changed the words to fit. Okay.
0: A, but not in a witty way.
1: It, 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 oh, not witty. None of, none of this witty was witty. None no. of it was witty. Uh,
0: and, and then the obvious attempt to make it sort of James Bond-ish, but not in a good way. Lovey cra- no. Miss Craves It,
1: Uh, 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 every every joke every attempt at humor fell just just completely on its face yeah i don't i don't know i really don't know what to say about stella steven's performance i i don't know what to say about really about anybody okay wait uh,
0: hold on hold on though The, the rain sequence comedy genius come on it, it, it there's
1: this, there is a yeah. Matthew's talking about a sequence where they're in They're they're driving and have a narrowly escaped death in his uh fancy, con, you know, uh, con, con, like transforming station wagon. He's got like, he a Ford station wagon, station wagon yeah. which has a bed In it and a bar and it has windows that come up and down, and it's a, like fancy leather interior inside in this crappy station wagon. And, uh, which I guess could have been funny, but again, like there's no real attempt at making it work. Uh, anyway, she, they get in, he, she gets drunk and he kind of gets her drunk, which is another theme in this film, which is completely reprehensible. And, um, he gets her drunk and she refuses him, but then for some reason gets out of the car in the rain. I don't know why. And can't get back in. And there's there's craziness ensues, Matthew. It's crazy because she gets wet and she then wet and falls down in the mud. In the mud. You wait, you're literally waiting for about 30 seconds where you're going, Well, okay, there's the pit of mud behind her. Yeah. Slowly she's, going backwards. She's incredibly, gonna fall in that. Incredibly obvious. Yes. Yeah. Then she gets back in the car and then uh he seduces her in, in the in the car after she's drunk and shivering and cold and miserable. Yeah. Uh, Where do we where where would you like to begin? Would you like to begin there or or in the in the opening dream sequence where he is dreaming in bed and having a very uh, private time, let's say
0: with himself uh, and he's naked in bed
1: dreaming like a 13 year old boy about these ridiculously clad women. women three different
0: I, I, women singing three different songs of his
1: you just are off the rails immediately on this one just right away just yeah. right the hell away it's like the word it smells like the worst of the Hollywood good old boy network just like just, it just it just doesn't feel clean nothing about this movie feels clean no can I ask but, you? you know, can I-, I
0: mean, what's interesting is that you know, in the in the Bond movies, the, there's a lot of similar stuff in the Bond movies, and yet they do it in a way that makes it work somehow.
1: Well, maybe ask a lady if that's true.
0: Well, I don't mean I don't mean work like morally okay, but they they certainly pull it off in a more entertaining
1: Look, maybe about half the time. I mean, you got look. There's a lot of Bond that's that's pretty dismal. Uh, That's that's terrible. You know, I'm sure people are gonna love me saying that, but it's true. There's a lot of it that's just bad. The good, but the good Bond, yeah, no, the good Bond is good. I mean, who who can argue? I I mean, I I'll watch Bond. uh, Like a good old Bond movie. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't saying like, I mean, I wasn't like, personally, oh my God, offended by this, but I was, I, I mean, I was, there were things in it that I'm like, oh my God, that's, that is, a, it is offensive. I, I wasn't yes. necessarily offended, oh, no, but it, no it, it is offensive.
0: No question. Um, uh, Victor Buono's uh, performance and the yellow face.
1: Um, I'll tell, Yeah. It's it really, it's really bothersome, man. I mean, it really like, what's, what's, yeah, it's really, it's really upsetting. Um, um, and, 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 you know, and honestly, it's upsetting for a lot of reasons. I mean, it's upsetting, obviously, cause it's, it's, it's just, it's racist and it's, it's messed up, but it's also really, it's upsetting because it's just ill thought out and poorly conceived and done and in every other way too, like that, that, the whole, that whole character.
0: Okay, um, can we, is there any, anything in the movie that is praiseworthy?
1: Well, yes, I have a list of best and worst things. Well, of course. And, so, and yeah. the list of best things means these are the best things in the movie. And the list of worst <laughs> things is, means the worst things that ever happened
0: okay if you can
1: see the difference in the meanings of the list
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) Meaning the best best things are still bad
1: the best things are not necessarily good but they're just the best best things things in this movie
0: movie. okay
1: um so my my okay i have a favorite thing in this movie all right uh uh, which is a favorite in this case is a it's a, a a character a person but it but there's so few things that are good that i might as well just say thing because it keeps it a little more honest okay do you know can you guess what my favorite like unironically the thing that i'm like that's i like that that is good i want to see more of that please
0: ah um wow
1: uh other than you know lingerie (laughs) other than lingerie uh
0: no, I can't. Robert Weber. Oh well, yeah, yes. Robert Weber's fantastic.
1: Robert Weber playing the organ by the piano by the pool. I could watch all night long. That was well. It fantastic. took me a long
0: time to figure out that that's what was
1: happening. You know, there's no piano. He's not. There's no piano. Right,
0: because he's sitting, he's sitting next to Stella Stevens, and he's just going, going, and I'm like thinking. Why yeah, it, is he it's he moving like that? Why is he doing that? And then suddenly you realized that very faintly I can hear organ music.
1: Yeah. And he's playing the he's organ. He's playing a Moog organ. <laughs> that was great. I love Robert yeah. Weber. I think he's Robert awesome. Robert Weber's
0: death is great, priceless.
1: It was really good.
0: Not being able to figure out that he's shot himself. He so does it again. Gun, so he does it again. After a long time, though. Like it takes him a long time staring and then blows a big hole in himself again.
1: It's great, yeah. Um, yeah. so you know, best things about it all have to do with Robert Weber. I uh, i i loved Robert Weber, I, I think he's fantastic. Yeah, did you ever see Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia? Uh, no, well, we could do that movie on this show, and he's in that, and that's great. That's great. He stuff. has
0: another great moment in this, though, which is. When um Sid Charisse gets shot and is dying and he and Dahlia Levy is, or Levy or Levi, <laughs> however you pronounce her name, um, L- Lavi, D- Dahlia Lavi, Lavi.
1: Right. I think that's it.
0: It gets to her and Robert Weber picks her up and throws her across the stage. Yeah. That was... I I'm hoping that was a stunt person because whoever that was kind of went flying.
1: They weren't didn't look like they were uh they weren't taking care of the ladies in any other respect on this one. They didn't seem to be checking how see how they were feeling most of the time. Um Um, I I I think now speaking of this is an appropriate time to ask you. Am I sorry who in this movie? No, I know you're sorry and you're going to you're going to pay but who in this movie making this movie who behind the scenes had it in for Sid Chariese this bad?
0: Oh my god.
1: What I mean what happened here because when when see when she came out I was excited because I love Sid I, I you know she's an incredible dancer. Uh she was like I think probably responsible for me realizing something about sexuality as a young man and like what was it the the, the what what's the movie American American in, Paris. American in Paris yeah and it's like this this she's just this iconic fantastically famous person and to see her w- let's just say that that she's is wearing a, a, a leotard made of of black hole penises is the only way that I can describe it
0: Wait, wait, what? What black hole penises?
1: It's it's like a, a it's like a leotard with a with a found with like a hundred uh, penises on it. It is the most outrageously messed up thing I've ever seen.
0: Oh, I have to pull that up now. I, wait, I you don't... don't remember seeing this? Um. What do you, wh- Tony? I was watching the choreography.
1: Okay. <laughs> Why would anybody do this to Sid Chiris? I don't know. Uh, it, 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 it. Some, you know. Please, uh, if you're at home listening, just please Google Sid Chiris, Uh Well, maybe don't Google penis tassel leotard. But oh my but god! It,
0: oh my god!
1: Where, didn't what? you see this in the movie? <laughs>
0: oh, yes, I did. I did see it in the movie, but I.
1: Amelia and I were sitting on the couch just going, why do they hate Sid Charisse? What did she do? Somebody, she pissed somebody off. Like must have. Because oh, that's, my... that's the most, that's the most disgust, like offensive. Like, well, screw you. We're putting you in that then. Yeah. Oh my God so there's wow. that i'm
0: i'm sorry i picked this movie i no
1: I, don't flee. this is the you know we needed to face this this is a part of our culture we had you know we're you know being white dudes we've got to own up to this part of our history and our culture man this is bad you went, went to see really this when bad. you were a child this formed you six you years, need to atone six for six this
0: old yeah not six good the car co- okay here's a moment Uh, I will praise... There's one other thing I will praise about this film. The car coming out of the back of the semi. That stunt? Great stunt. Good stunt. And some of the driving, until they started getting to the sped up stuff... (laughs) Yes. Some of the driving was pretty impressive.
1: You're looking at my notes, man. For
0: 66?
1: I have all... I was like, the second unit stunt driving on that highway is the best movie making in the movie yeah it's all the b team and they did a great job they were like they hired a really good team of people to make that stuff look good and so ironically it's all the stuff that's for instance being projected in the back of that you know rear screen projection crap with with dino and his you know and the drunk lady in the car Stella Stevens that's the stuff that's projected behind them and their photo they look terrible this movie is this movie is just off it's it's so badly shot and lit and the sets look like paper I'm just what really okay
0: Uh, there is another actor we have to call out Roger C Carmel
1: why do we have to do that
0: because he's the best
1: no he's pretty great
0: one of the best episodes of star trek muds women
1: oh okay i didn't know that uh, yeah
0: he, he was very big on he had a he had one of the most famous episodes of star
1: trek well he was yeah. in every television show yeah. in history
0: and with that that you know that guy can sport that handlebar mustache and and play that thing that he does so well so i was happy to see him but do you have any i have a couple of favorite lines actually that will live that you'll be hearing throughout the rest of our life. I already heard them.
1: You don't have, I've, I saw the movie.
0: Yeah. But there are things that I will say to you in the future. One of them is tongue say to Wigman tongue say to Wigman tongue say to Wigman, (laughs) which was pretty great. Okay. But the winning line was, Congratulations, Tung Tse, on the latest missile disaster.
1: That was a funny line. That is a funny line.
0: But did they mean it to be funny? I I don't know, I'll know give him that.
1: It. I'm sure there was five writers in the back room throwing jokes around. The Dino had in his trailer. He was like, "Hey, uh, you know, uh, hey, Big Jim, give us, give us, a, throw us a joke." <laughs> Sad. All right, I'm going to tell you something else I liked. All right. There's there's one in a movie full of like fighting that wouldn't be on Star Trek. Like talk about Star Trek, the fighting in this wouldn't ever be on Star Trek. No. They wouldn't deign to have it in there. But there is one uh, one great slide across the garage floor, karate kick to the groin that he does. That's just great. It's a good shot. Happens in uh, one shot. It's kind of nice. Dino actually does it. I think that worked. That was that, probably
0: by accident. He was probably drunk and he tripped and they caught it on film.
1: They just he they put his knees on roller skates and they threw him across <laughs> the, the room. I so I got that. I also think that uh I really liked his yellow turtleneck and his tan suede jacket when he went skeet shooting. I thought that was great. Wow. Those are the things I liked.
0: The yeah. I, I feel really bad because there's it's so bad that there's almost nothing to talk about.
1: It's kind of how I felt it's, it is, it is too bad, it, you know, cause there's nothing to care about. It's not, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't make a list of like crazy bad, like so bad. It's good. What no. the hell's happened here? Movies, because it's just too lazy. They didn't care making it. They, they really didn't. And, and, it, it, it's poorly edited the jokes just don't work it's it, it looks like a first draft of bad bad writing uh, well, it,
0: actually it, you've hit on something interesting i think though not about this movie but about about bad movies and and what makes a bad movie good and fun to talk about and the idea that that you could make a movie as bad as this one, but if you really cared and you were really trying to make a good movie and it came out this bad. Yeah. Then it might be really entertaining and fun to talk about.
1: I think so. But
0: but what you're hitting on, I guess, is that you almost, that there's almost this feeling watching this movie of, of being disrespected by the movie makers. Yeah. That they, they did not even care about what they were doing they were truly, just, let's churn this out and we'll make some money.
1: Yeah. And it seems like an excuse just like, well, we're, we'll get together, hang out, get drunk on the set. It's going to be easy. Like it's but all going to be. Re-
0: they don't even seem like they had fun making it though.
1: No, not particularly. Well, it seems like that. It's like, it seems like a not very interesting group of dudes who like to drink during work, did it? It's like they, they didn't have fun because they would never have fun. I don't think these people would know how to, uh, other than Dino. who I don't know. Maybe he, uh, well, look, these were successes. He made five of these movies. That's what's yeah. so crazy. You know, I mean, it's hard to imagine that they made more after this. After this, one. can we, can we, or do you want to start? You know, do we, do we go into like the worst cheap sets you've seen? Or do you want to talk about the sound, like the worst sound effects you've heard in a movie? No, because it, it's horrible. The, the, the giant. Farting laser at the end is is like why we're honestly you guys you can do better than this you can the really giant, do better. The giant farting laser, the whistling bombs, like I just it really drove me crazy, um, and you know immediately it's rough because the first thing like how is a helicopter shot in the beginning that's just like crate just awful, no one cared. <laughs> No the only person who cared was Robert Weber because he looked like he was really trying to play that piano and there wasn't one, but he was doing his best
0: <laughs> uh,
1: you know uh it, it's it's it it's not it's not good hearted I think that's what it is it it really isn't it's not you know it's like there's some movies from that period that are that are kind of off key for today and they're a little like all right, this isn't cool anymore but to go to like to go to a place that's as as literally like as bad if not worse than well not worse but as bad as as breakfast to tiffany's on the racist you know yeah in the racist area and then the misogyny on display i mean i there are admittedly there are some drunk misogynistic movies that that are lighthearted about it, or at least something. This just felt like pervy and and, and weird and, and grim. Like just, he was clearly too old for these ladies and he was getting them drunk and he was smirking at them. And it, it I don't know, man, maybe oh, I. I feel so bad now. I was six. Well, you didn't make the movie. No, I didn't make the movie. Although, if if you had made it when you were six, it would explain a lot.
0: (laughs) About the movie? Yeah, about
1: about the movie. (laughs) I'd understand a lot of things about it.
0: Yeah. Um, Um, No, it was bad. It was bad.
1: I mean, Um, I can understand Dino showing up hungover because he's got his schedule. I mean, and that's not a joke. Like he had, he was performing every night in Vegas. I'm sure when he shot this, like that's what he was doing back then. So I'll give him a pass for looking like he's half awake and whatever he's Dino. He can do what he wants. And I'm sure being a man who like has got, you know, real Bravo under his belt and other great films knows when he has to care. Like knows when it's like, he probably showed up. He was like, I'm not the only guy that's going to care. Like if you all don't care, I'm not, I don't care. Right. You know, I could see that happening. Um, but just lazy, just lazy, man. Yeah. And and mean spirited. Well, there's another thing I feel bad about though. Great. Uh, Because this obviously is where we're (gasps) Oh, bet. Bulls watched a movie called she watched spider baby thinking well, that's what we were gonna do this week we so should then cover spider next baby next week
0: so bet we are gonna make it up to you
1: Bet, I'm sorry that that was confusing I, I realize now it probably was um but uh but yeah spider baby um definitely will be the next thing we do yeah um I I you know I'm I'm very interested to hear what you think bet um I can't wait to see it again see if my opinions changed.
0: And I've never seen it. What was What movie was it that we watched that where Spider Baby came up that it made it onto our list because it it came up in some discussion of some other movie.
1: I'm trying to remember, this was a while ago. You no, want a while ago. I think you just saw. I thought you just saw the title, and oh, said, yeah. "Oh, huh. Let's see Spider Baby." Kind of joking, and oh. I was like, "Yes, so let's definitely see Spider oh, Baby."
0: Okay. So we're yeah. gonna do Spider-Man. Maybe
1: we were talking about uh, faster Pussycat kill kill. Maybe um, no. because if you I... don't know. Hold on, what's wrong? Don't be depressed. This just feels so bad. I don't like how this feels either, but we're gonna get <laughs> through it together. You don't know. Um, I think her uh, the name is her name is Turi Satana. You don't no. know her because you haven't you haven't seen the. Uh, Faster Pussycat. Well, she's great. That that we could do. We're, we're, you know, we could do Spider Baby, Faster Pussycat, and then get into Burt Reynolds.
0: Yeah. Well, we have two more weeks in this month, so Um, we're going to do a a Burt Reynolds August.
1: I don't know, man. This one is just hard to talk about. Literally, yeah, it is. It's It's hard hard to talk about. Talk about other things. No, let me. Okay, before we stop, I do want to say, Dahlia Lavi, great, great. She was great. You know, there were a lot of... um, I wasn't crazy about what Stella Stevens did. don't think she's a comedic genius. No. But um, I thought Nancy Kovac was great. Sid Charisse obviously was poorly dressed, but great. (laughs) Um, And uh, there were a lot of women who probably... I'm not naming who gave their talent. They danced. They sang. They were half naked doing strip teases, all like you know, making, making money and doing the job that they got. And it was, uh, they all, you know, they all should be at least, um, applauded for, uh, for getting through it. I, I just, uh, I was, it was appalling.
0: It was, it was appalling. Uh, so to try and lift the mood a little bit and talk about something, uh, with with some quality, to to, to bring us up, um, I am watching two things now that are pretty darn good. Hacks, which is Gene Smart's show on HBO Max. Have right. you watched any of that?
1: No, I have not seen it yet.
0: She's pretty terrific. Love She's her. Very good. Love She's her. Very good. And then a very 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 dark show called. Uh, tell Me Your Secrets. Oh, was this the
1: Finlandian show about the murderers? No,
0: no. That that was uh, the Valhalla murders.
1: Oh, right. Tell
0: Me Your Secrets is Lily Rabe as a woman who was in a relationship with a serial killer and ends up in prison for a while and then comes out of prison into witness protection um, and has a but one of the one of the mothers of one of the victims is starts looking for her amy brenneman is the mother of a, of of somebody who they think is a victim of this guy but she's still missing and amy brenneman insists that she's still alive so she's looking for the woman in witness protection and it's sort of unrelentingly dark but very well done and very disturbing um What's so that one just, called again? That's called "Tell Me Your Secrets." Okay. Hamish Linklater is in it as well.
1: in Tight. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. I I watched a couple of things. Uh, I mean, I, I watched um. Fear Street. Uh. What was it Fear Street 1994 and Fear Street 1976 or something? seen those those horror movies on netflix oh. that are like based on the rl stein books oh okay um, fear street the i didn't walking. know rl stein had that much hyper violence and uh and crazy crazy sex and nudity in it isn't um, he
0: goosebumps rl yes
1: stein? He, uh, he is I, there's there's plenty of goosebumps let me tell you <laughs> oh, of all kinds
0: but i guess this is stuff that he wrote for older folks because i don't think there's nudity and stuff in the goosebumps series that's for
1: kids well, all I know is that it's based on R.L. Stein. I don't know if it's Goosebumps, but it's for teens anyway. It's are teen good? stuff.
0: They good? Are they worth watching?
1: They, for what they are, they're they're very entertaining. Yeah, okay. I mean, Fear, they're, Street. Fear Street. Yeah,
0: maybe I'll watch
1: that tonight. They're they're uh, they're entertaining. They're they're in the they're in the realm of like uh, I guess you could say it's kind of like uh, Stranger Things of horror. You know? Oh,
0: great. Okay, I'm gonna watch. So them it's very
1: nostalgia days. drenched and and um and. You know and uh, and kind of fun Dude, a, lot of like, a
0: lot of references
1: a lot of references the first movie is very much like got a lot of scream references and stuff okay. like horror from the 90s and the second one in 75 like the one in the in the 90s takes place um in a suburban town like a stephen king like town the one in the 70s takes place at a sleepaway camp um there's a third oh, okay. one too which i haven't seen oh, yet those oh, are fun and then I did a I did a deep dive into some like art film stuff that I hadn't seen. I had not seen a film uh called um Taste of Cherry. Um it's a film from an a, an Iranian filmmaker named Abbas Kiarostami uh who I don't know I think he's still alive. Um he uh had trouble making films in Iran. They kind of made him stop for a while the government, but in the 90s he was going strong. And he made this incredible movie, which is like a just a great example of slow cinema, you know, um, mm-hmm. but very con- con- contemplative and beautifully shot and very, emo- very powerful emotionally by the end of it. So if anybody's out, out there is really interested in kind of like heavy duty art, Europe not European, but foreign art film. um Check out this one taste of cherry. It's incredible.
0: Well, I guess uh I guess we're going to have to wrap it up a little bit early tonight because I just picked a I just picked a
1: loser. This movie is a wet blanket on on life. It really yeah. is. You're watching yeah. th- you're watching a thing that nobody who made it really wanted to show up to make it. Um
0: I'll I'll just leave you with this. Though. Here's one thing that I am grateful to this movie for. That it did introduce me to the work of Donald Hamilton
1: okay which is
0: right up my alley if if you are out there and you are somebody who enjoyed the works of John D. McDonald the Travis McGee series um any of those old hard-boiled series detective novels um Donald Hamilton and Matt Helm are somebody you should explore and I'm wondering if people got turned off of him because they thought that the movies bore some relation to the books which they don't
1: he must have been pissed
0: yeah i'm i'm gonna look into he also wrote a couple of western standalone western novels that got made into into big uh films so he he was quite prolific and quite successful um and it does not show in these in these movies i mean um Matt Helm is much more a uh, a Tom Clancy character or a or a Jason Bourne character from the sixties.
1: Um, well, yeah, like I mean,
0: what, he, what he's portrayed to be in this film?
1: Oh, this is a joke. I mean, this is like you know, uh, it, it, it's it's there were a lot of parodies of Bond back then and i can't say that i'm a I'm, i can't say that the whole genre is my favorite like i'm i'm not overwhelmingly in love with like james bond movies and and spy stuff and spy gadgetry that's not my favorite but i'll right. i'll watch good ones and, and love the good ones i guess the, or the ones that i like but man the bad ones are are really like particularly hard to watch really bad for some reason yeah. I mean this honestly makes an episode of Batman from the 60s look like a Fellini movie. Yeah. it, it it's that it, we're talking about that level of care that did not go into making The Silencers. When you see literally an episode of Batman or even Gilligan's Island that's that's made with m- more care to the jokes, more refinement in how it's shot, like literally. I I yeah. I mean it's it was I it was very surprising. I was surprised yeah. to see a Dean Martin movie that was this shoddy. Yeah. And then blown away that they made more of them. I just, yeah. I was like, what did people see in this? Cause it's also a simple plot because they're just, it's one of those movies where they're just going. You don't really ever really know where or why Or they're just on the run. They're getting chased or they're heading after a thing, a clue. <clears throat> yeah. It's all very basic. You don't, you know, not really missing anything. And yet it's so confusing. You don't, I didn't know who anybody was. A lot of the women kind of looked the same in different costumes. So I didn't know who was who half the time. Um, I know. I do want to give a shout out to
0: whoever did Stella Stevens' wig.
1: Especially the mud wig in the rain.
0: The mud wig in the rain. But that was a good wig.
1: Okay. That was quite a wig. I find that to be, a, I think, a strange comment. I don't know if you're being serious.
0: I am being serious. It was so it was a wig. It
1: was that. It was <laughs> that. Yeah. Um boy. Really rough, man. Rough going. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, we'll try to do better next week, folks.
1: Or much either, worse either so that better we can movie, really you yeah, know,
0: a better movie or a bad movie that is that is fun.
1: Thank God you didn't like this. Oh
0: it would have been the end of our relationship
1: it's hanging by a thread as it is so we don't need that (laughs) (laughs) wow not a chance
0: i love you like a
1: brother i love you brother all of it all right well we'll
0: see you all next week with spider baby
1: spider baby a much a much better film um i hope you agree bet thank you let us know what you think